Like the man said, take me away. I don't mind. But you better promise me, I'll be back in time. And you're just in time for another great episode of I'm Not Famous. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I've got Adam Campbell with me. We're going to talk about the social dilemma and all the things that come with it. Uh, but definitely talk about the social dilemma. Uh, the movie on Netflix. Well, documentary, really. Hey, Adam, how you going? Yeah, good, mate. How's everything with you? It's all right, as, as good as it can be in uh, apocalyptic pandemic lockdown. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although we did get new restrictions today. New, uh, well, we were told of new... Um, uh, uh, restri- the restrictions were going to be loosened as from midnight tonight, so that's pretty good. Yes, lo- loosened, but with all these little specific caveats and strange little <laughs> extra rules, and you can only have one one point five family members, and one one can wear a mask, one has to be standing on their head, one has to yeah. be locked up in a, a a cube. It's very complicated. Yeah, you but, can't uh, turn left. For yes. some reason, can only, can only make right turns because COVID COVID is attracted by left turns. So, a lot of strange specific things. Whereas, the other the other thought is to just get it and get over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I know that's um, I know that's definitely an argument. Well, you, I mean, you work in the medical uh, field, kind of. So I'm guessing that wouldn't be such a good idea for all the doctors and all the hospitals if there no. was herd immunity, everyone would be... No, like it's every, not. Every, no. Every, every doctor would uh, panic if that happened. Yeah, someone's <laughs> someone's got to stick around and, and deal with the sick. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a tough one. So it's definitely it's definitely a hot topic on social media, like, like we say. Everyone's got, yep. their, got their view and... And uh, even if a scientist spells it out in front of you, someone will still say, "Well, that's just his opinion." So you can't win these days. Um, yeah. So you don't know. You don't know who's right. If if there's not one person you trust, you know, complicitly, what what can you do? So that's why um, when the um, like I say, I said movie, but it's really documentary. <laughs> the uh, mm-hmm. the um, uh, the social dilemma on Netflix. Um, you watched that. What did you think? Yeah, I did watch it. I um, uh, I, I kind of felt like I was a bit of a soothsayer uh, after watching it because I a lot of it they were saying in that documentary I've been saying for a long time, and a lot of it was kind of um, you know my own sort of feelings, my own sort of like bit of research, um, but actually to hear it from. Uh, the horse's mouth was kind of it was still shocking um, you're like to, you're like Randy hear. Quaid you're like Randy Quaid in Independence Day I've been saying it <laughs> haven't I been saying it all along <laughs> aliens came to yeah. you all said I was nuts and now they're here see that's it you've been that's it yeah vindicated everything you've been saying yeah I, I do I, I definitely feel like uh, the, the crazy guy um uh, outside uh, a parliament, shouting, you know, they're watching us, and everyone going, "Yeah, right, guy. Yeah, right, sure they are." And then actually finding out that they are. So, 
Well, I mean, you know, for for anyone who hasn't watched it, nothing's really a spoiler because if you don't know that that stuff's happening, uh, you know, I can't help you. But the fact is, is you know, it's really just about the internet is no longer a place to to type something in and do some research on your own and get some some non-biased information to make your own well-formed opinion. That doesn't exist and probably hasn't existed for 20 years, you know? It's it's essentially everything you do, everything you're signed up for, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or just just opening Google, you know? You don't even have to be part of Facebook. The minute you you click on that, you are now part of a, you know, like a, uh, a, a avatar that's been created for you like they depicted in the in the movie you are you are simply another model to to be added to and and everything you do is about clickbait and everything you do is going to be designed for you to click on something else and it's all driven by advertising and money and and to drive your next click i mean is it really that surprising to anybody that it's really driven by money and not this altruistic, you know, beautiful utopia online world where it's, you know, freedom of information to, to discover and get connected. That's what the internet, I'll be honest, in the 90s, it was new and exciting and that was the thing. Wow, what is this? Look at this. How could the sharing of information instantaneously go horribly wrong? But that's where we're at, <laughs> Right. Something so yeah. innocent has turned insidious. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, um, well, they even sort of, you know, mentioned it in the documentary. When these um, um, websites and things started, they did start out with best intentions and then they just slowly, um, you know, calibrated and uh, took us in a different direction until they've gone to the point where they are now. It is incredible, really. Um, to think that, you know, you could be reading, for your own research, you could be reading about a conspiracy theory and you might um, like it. And then another conspiracy theory will come up and you'll read that. And then eventually, your all of your feed is nothing but conspiracy theories. And then if you don't um, rely on, or if you don't use reliable sources for information um, and send websites and news agents and newspapers, then yeah, it, it is gonna, that algorithm is gonna change your, your opinion. It is gonna um, influence you in the way you think. But how do you you've got nothing else to back it up with? But nowadays, how do you how do you know? Again, I know the world evolves and it gets more complicated. You know, we started as as cavemen. Cavemen start telling each other stories. Some of them are facts, but then you know, one day Grog embellishes a bit. Then it goes from fact to a story. You know, it's as simple as yeah. that. You know, you yeah. know, Gog and Vog were fighting, but Vog took stick, and then he took two sticks. Well. The truth is, Vogue only had one stick, but now, a thousand years later, Vogue had two sticks. It's as simple as that. That's the thing, is we're humans, we tell a story, even, I'll be honest, even historians who have maybe, you know, they've, they've sat and they've written about some great event, they've written about Dunkirk or something, there's still the emotion of the writer. I've always believed that, you know what I mean? 
unless someone puts a camera in front of it. And by the way, even that could be manipulated, let's be honest. If I video something, but I put my own narrative on it, it changes for everyone, even though it's that whole, you know, what does it believe, only believe, you know, half the things you, you see and none of the things you read? It, it, yeah. is, it is that it is hard to find um, truth. And like you were saying how the Internet is not just an innocent, unbiased search. It's, it's then going to learn based on what you're searching for. And everyone thinks, oh, well, I search for puppies and kittens. And so I'm always going to get more cute puppies and kittens. But, and this is a bit of a stretch, but, but stick with me. So remember Howard Stern? <laughs> well, he's still around, Howard Stern. Yeah. So yeah. I remember in his movie Private Parts um, from the 90s when he was first sort of rising, they didn't, they didn't quite understand why he was so popular because in those days it was all about the dj who was just you know hey everyone up next is a new song and that's about all they did they didn't start going off you know off the reservation and talking about random shit but when they did they did some stats on them on howard they were like well the average howard stern fan listens for two hours but then they're astonished that the average howard stern hater would listen for six hours they didn't understand that. But I'm, I'm serious. This is what's happening now. This is the exact problem. You are not going to be fueled and fed all the things you like. The fact is, is people love to get fired up and angry about shit. So the more you click on the things that are bugging you, including watching someone uh, that you can't stand, but you're going to watch them for six hours swearing at them on your, on your phone. Oh, I hate this guy. I hate him. But you're going to watch because you're getting fueled by it. And now, YouTube or Twitter or whatever it is you're watching it on is going to keep feeding you more of that. And it's going to just keep pandering to your, the negative part. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Am I wrong to think that? That it's fueling the wrong things. Because it doesn't know. It just knows that you like watching something you hate. It doesn't know you hate it. That's it. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. Um, you know, you read an article, you watch a video... And then, well, especially, let's take, for example, YouTube. You watch a video um, about, well, for me, right, I use YouTube mainly for in watching interviews. So I'll watch an interview by, um, uh, let's say, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll watch an interview with him. It'll keep showing me more interviews of what he's done. Plus, it'll show me all the things, all the films he's done before, everything else, and that's the algorithm in YouTube. Now, if you do the same thing, but you start watching, um, um, like, Flat Earth, right? You watch a Flat Earth conspiracy video, it'll, it'll play that, and then it'll show you more um, Flat Earth conspiracy videos, and then it'll start showing you other things like that as well. And then it's, uh, you know, it really is the YouTube rabbit hole. And that's how, you know, that's how they, you know, that that's how these things are all created. They're all created to, um, um, to suck you in and to get you to stay. They're making more money. Every video you, you watch, they're making more money because of all the adverts on them. They watch, you know, and you keep watching more and more and more. It's the same thing for Facebook and for Instagram and all those other ones. TikTok's a new one. The more you watch, the more you're feeding into them. 
and the bigger they get and the bigger draw they can pull in on you. you know, the, the whole idea is that you know they you know, they want to keep you. That's it, and and you know humans we've always you know been very complicated and, and divisive on issues, but now again it's just exponentially quicker because of the internet. It, it's not about word of mouth or watching the news or reading the newspaper. And again, it's technology, it's a double-edged sword. It's good and it's bad. And the bad part is that the divisiveness, I think, gets worse because there's these little search bubbles. And that's a scary thing. Like you said, if I type in flat earth is, um, I'm going to get a different result depending on where I'm living in, in the particular city, state, or country. And that is that not scary right there? That immediately makes the internet not a freedom of speech worldwide thing, which when I first clicked on things in the 90s on search engines, before it was Explorer, when there were still independent search engines, um, you know, they actually just searched for a search string based on everything. But you might get flat earth is absolutely real or flat earth is absolute nonsense, depending on where you are. Is that not, yeah. is that not scary? That information yeah. is not, Yeah. it's not, con there's no continuity. That blows my mind. No. That's scary. No, that's right. There's no, they don't have filters or anything, you know, like, um, uh, yeah, you know, there's no filters on YouTube unless you have the, there's a kid's one, isn't there? But let's, let's, um, but for the, the main YouTube site, there is no filter there to say, I only ever want to watch this. It would just do it as, as part of a, you know, as per its system. Um, but but, but how, do you, how do you find to... how do you find facts? How do you find actual facts? You know, it used to be, you know, God love it. You went to the library and you read a book. And again, I'll be honest. Even that book may have been written by someone who had a particular narrative. But hey, we have to trust history somehow. We have to either read a book or or hear an account of it. Uh, you know, by the actual person who saw it. I guess I'm starting to get real conspiracy theory here. But where <laughs> where do we find fact anymore? Because if I can't, if the library, I will go in and I could grab a book. It's the book I want from the author I want, and I'll read the, his words. I suppose that was a little bit more pure than, like I say, when I search from Melbourne, Australia, I'm going to get a different um, answer from the Internet than if I was in America. And I just don't like that. I don't like that. That's not real information. That's, that's filtered information, and that's scary. Yeah. I, I think the best in terms of facts, in terms of wanting to learn, and in terms of all of that sort of thing is um, still Wikipedia. I yeah, think but it's even still it's, the best. Yeah. I know, but it's it's still based on donations and owners and I know it's it's not as it's not ad driven, but it's still it, it worries me because anyone can write anything they want. I could go in there. They can, I, but <laughs> don't they but they do have mods though. They have moderators in Wikipedia, don't they? I believe. I hope so, because I could go in there and put "I'm I'm the King of France," and it'd take them a minute to fix it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can keep adding to it, which yeah. is also a little scary. But yeah, where where does the next generation find their information? When when I used to have to write a paper in school, I'd I'd have to actually research it. Now they just hit the internet, and that is that's just scary because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what they're getting. They're getting someone's narrative. You know what I mean? Um, one, give it, give it a few years, and someone will look up Hitler, and there'll be a whole different narrative. Well, he wasn't so bad. Look, he had a point, because that, 
Well, because that that well, nar- it might be. that, yeah, that it narrative's might be. out there, and you know, I know that's extreme, but you know, it's the whole Trump thing now too. I'm not. I'm not. It's tough to get into that because people get real emotional. But you know, a, as a as a spokesman for himself, he's terrible. But is he the devil mm-hmm. incarnate? No, he's not. But you can't say that right now. If I say he's done anything good, I, I get trashed. I become this weird Republican Trump supporter crazy person. And that's not but that's not how politics used to be. It used to be a healthy debate and you could walk away friends and then go make your own decisions, but now you're thrown under the bus like a pariah if you have the wrong the wrong narrative. Am I am I going too far well, or do you think it's well, not like that? Well, I always yeah, well I think what is also disappearing very rapidly is um the idea of a centrist politician now i'd say joe biden and kamala harris i would say they are center and but i think that's rapidly disappearing because you either are for or against there's no maybe there's no well how about the bit of this and a bit of that there's no there's no judgment anymore we've the, the the world has um the world has uh, you know split itself down the middle and said well you're either in our camp or in their camp which yeah. one are you and there's no yeah well I'm not in either actually I'm I'm in the middle yeah um yeah. Well, I'm on the I'm on the side and of that's logic a, and that's a serious thing as well right yeah. the fact that we don't have that anymore when I was a kid um in growing up in in England. Uh, the Conservative Party, there was always a very, like, central, centre um, uh, party. Now with, like, Boris Johnson, it's moved to the right, and that was never the case. It was always very much down the middle. Um, but, you know, like... Then again, though, like, Thatcher did also make it sort of right back at the time, and yeah, you know, yeah. But John Major made it like a centre, and then in the Labour Party with Tony Blair, that was always like a centre left. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's no. never been a there's no, there is no such thing as a centrist anymore. I agree, I agree, but, and and that's the thing. Look, I'm an American living in Australia now for 20 years. You're an Englishman living in Australia, <laughs> and that's why yeah. I think I like having these conversations with you. <laughs> no, really, because yeah. Even I'm open now as I get older to views I wouldn't think I had when I was younger because I didn't really care. I didn't care. All right, I didn't care about about politics or the social world. But now it gets put in my face, and and I do think about it. And this is going to be me, you know, um, I am betraying my country immediately when saying this, but I almost feel like in some ways during all this pandemic and world madness at the moment and, and the political race in America right now, I, I, I do look to England sometimes and thinking, you know, through all of this, through centuries, the the English demeanor and just mentality, I kind of think it holds up quite well, and I think in some ways they're gonna come out of this a little bit better. Like like you say, there there's always I think I don't know I, I'm I'm not speaking for you, but I want to you know tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think the English still will find their own truth and they don't just automatically jump onto something but americans 
they just thrive on that the fucking hollywood and pop culture shit which i grew up with i'm a total kid in front of the tv <laughs> i believe all of it and that's what i grew up with but that can be so dangerous that's how you end up with nazi germany yes it's a stretch but you know what i mean because when yeah. you when you're so switched yeah. on to propaganda and you don't stop for a minute and go you know well i don't think that's proper i think the americans need a little bit of yeah. english you know what i'm trying to say a little bit of yeah yeah. Well, this would be a good good thing to ask you, Ray, because from my point of view, I've never been to America, and you're the only American I know. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that, from my, you know, sort of watching TV, reading the news, doing my own research on, like, Reddit and reading The Guardian and all that sort of thing, listening to different podcasts, um, it kind of seems like to me that... America has pretty much always been like uh, uh, like the leader for so long, ever since the American Revolution and America won independence as like this symbol for democracy, and it's always been you know at the forefront, saying we're we're the country that you should all aspire to be, and it's pretty much been like that for a while, and then certainly since world, the end of World War Two. At the end of that, when America became a superpower, and then again they were like, you know, we are the the bastions of democracy. We are the leaders. Follow us. And past and for the past seventy five years, it's that's been the way. Um, and I think with that sort of thinking, that you know, America is ahead of everyone else. You've never had to really think about the outside world. You've only ever, ever had to thought about the United States. So when these things do occur, you've never really had to think about it because you've never been taught to think about it. But I think with Britain and like, and certainly living here, you've got more of a world view of what's going on. So you can be a bit more objective. But I would think maybe in America you can't be as objective because you've only been told one thing, and that's that America is first and america is the head of democracy am i right or am i yeah, wrong no I'll, I'll honestly again and i'm i'm only allowed to say this because i do believe i've seen it from inside and outside and i do believe you're absolutely right and nobody in america would admit this because they get they get all butthurt and offended but it's true mm -hmm. they live in that bubble and maybe here and there they'll hear about something that's happening overseas something got bombed someone happened it does not really affect their day-to-day -day world no, again, it doesn't, even in Australia, you know, we all have our lives here, but, but I still do, I do feel like, yeah, the, you know, uh, Britain and that society always did tend to, to still look at what's happening in the world as opposed to just what's going on in, in their little bubble. And in America, of course, there are, like anywhere in the world, there's, there's people who are connected and they're more connected to a political view, and there's someone who reads the newspaper, and they want to keep informed, but that's that group of people. And, and you could say New York is very, whatever, there's right and there's left, and California's liberal, and, but I'll be honest, I feel like everyone in the middle of America, a ginormous chunk of it, they really just, you know, we all have our own lives, and it's complicated enough to deal with your own life, but no, they don't, I think, really think about or wanting to keep themselves informed about what's happening anywhere else and they unfortunately get fed the news and this is not a conspiracy theory but the news channels over there fox and cnn and stuff they unfortunately are driven by 
a certain narrative and they just are because you can see it's so obvious you can see how one's one's very conservative and one's liberal and it makes me sad because I always I always thought the news was the one place that it was supposed to be completely unbiased that as a journalist you were supposed to find the truth but now I'm sorry maybe there's one or two out there for real in millions who actually seek the truth the rest of them want to do a good story that gets them a good a good spin and that's terrible. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they really are well informed, and it's hard for them to get informed. It really is. It's hard to yeah. get your own idea without getting emotional. And like you say, you have to choose a side now, or you're in trouble. Yeah. You have to stick with yeah. it. Um, why can't you just be on the side of logic or have a chat? I, lo- I love. I'm such a Star Trek nerd. Like I say, not that the Star Trek universe is perfect, but you know, in the the future was more about the right. The right people would get that type of job that was that was predisposed to that. Someone who was good at, at delegating and and you know helping with uh, you know to instill peace and listen to two sides. You know, like a mediator. Those kind of people would get those kinds of roles because in the future nothing's driven by money. Which again, you could say is the problem. Is we all have to just grab our piece of pie to survive. So you have to do whatever. But you know. A starship captain, he was someone who was passionate about that. But maybe there was the the people in politics was made up of a group of scholars and and scientists and engineers and and they all just you know they would sit together and just come up with logical things. They weren't part of a a party or you know I don't know. Yeah, I don't they were know. for they were they were their only party was humanity. Yeah, exactly. Were, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not that, yeah. not that I want to sound like a, a socialist either, because that's also what Americans think they are, and God, let's not do that, because that's a whole other thing. They don't even understand what that is. <laughs> they think they want to be socialist. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about what, what you know, you were saying, what, how America was leading the way. The one mm-hmm. beautiful and pure thing, and I think people forget, it's, and I know this is cheesy, but it's the words that were written in, like, the Declaration of Independence. If you've ever read that, and again, this is the first time I've really gotten into it. They're fantastically amazing, spot-on words that were written so long ago by, by men who knew they couldn't live that life and they couldn't have that, that dream, you know, where, where there was true freedom. And, and when someone goes, oh, but they were, those men were all white and slave owners. Yes, they were living in times that were very complicated and they had to do certain things or they were just part of that world. But they still wrote these amazing words that they actually believed in that they knew were not going to happen for a century. But they wanted it to happen. I, I don't know. I always thought that was really amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're good. They all, they all equally had a, a vision together of a, of a perfect American utopia. But they all hoped that every, the next generation would try and achieve. Yeah. So that's the America mm. I think they should still try and hope for and not and not try to change it they're knocking down statues they're getting mad at all this you know again for every yeah. you know i know columbus wasn't perfect but again whoever and thomas jefferson but again isn't it it's like the batman thing i know it's cheesy but it's it's what you do that counts you know what i mean mm. it's what you do and they really were trying to do the right things but were they flawed men yes men and women and humans are all flawed but mm. you might you might go out with a bang you might come up with a great idea on your deathbed and that's a good thing i don't know no, yeah that's right that's um 
you know, there's no such thing as like um, a, a perfectly good person. We've all got um, varying degrees of, you know, good and bad and all the rest of it. And us. it's just um, it, it it depends on what your um, you know, your where you think the society should move on to. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. the, who should be who should be leading us? Because someone goes, "Oh, the, the president wrecked the country," or or the premier. You know, again, that the we're supposed to be in charge. The people are still always in charge and have a say. Yeah. So you need to yeah. pick, you need to pick the right person who is going to to help your ideas come to fruition. That's who you pick. I think we're always picking the wrong people. It's not someone who's going to make a decision and change the world. Which which one is going to come up with the right laws and initiatives to push you in the right direction. That's who you choose. Yeah. Do yeah, you, exactly. Do you think the wrong if, people are in politics? Is that why? Does it draw the wrong people, or what? Well, um... Hmm. I don't know, that's a tough so for, one. So, for example, right, like, um, I think, like, Bernie Sanders has some excellent ideas some really great ideas for America. But, and again, I've, you know, as I've said, I, I haven't been to America and I don't really, I only know it from reading the news and watching you know, TV and that sort of thing. I don't really know it. In, I don't know it from the inside. Um, but I would say that his ideas were too, too radical for maybe a lot of the population. Whereas, what Joe Biden has done very cleverly is he has not come out at all with any policies. He's not come out saying, I'm for this or we're going to do this, we're going to do that. He's stayed very much down the middle and hasn't really given much about what he will do when he becomes president. He might not even have a plan, but you know he's very much staying down the middle. And I think that's working much better than saying we're going to do this and that and this and that because all Joe Biden has to do is just stay in the middle and then just watch Trump wreck himself yeah. you know just that's all he has to do just stay steady and then just get all the way into the finishing line I think well, it's in a couple of weeks time isn't it two weeks time the election's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, so we'll I think, see. But I mean, you know, in saying that, though, I mean, I think they're Trump, both. Trump, Trump has got a good chance of winning again. They're both. Even though he, he does all these crazy things and says all these terrible, awful things, and you know, it's watching the watching the America that he's turned it into these last four years. I would, I don't think any of us would have imagined that America would be in this position even 10 years ago or even before he became elected yeah again i mean you know it's not all it can't all be one person doing these things these are these are events Mm. that were culminating from a (laughs) a lot of other he may have just um you know he may have just run his fingers through the earth and just um brought up all the all the bad things himself from not even wanting meaning to just just him being him has just done that um I feel like again, and this is probably stretching it, but I feel like we live in a world where no one can 
again, really have a healthy debate or say what they want uh, because of fear of, of being canceled or something by cancel culture or, or social justice mm-hmm. warriors. And, I, and again, this is mean. When I use the word mental health, we all in some way, I'm sure, have something quirky about us that we all probably need yeah. to speak to a therapist about. That's a fact. Yeah. But yeah. More, some people are more on the cusp of being a bit worse. And unfortunately, a lot of these people are all plugged into social media. And I'm just, mm. again, I'm being truthful. I think there's a lot of very sensitive and mental health issues out there where, again, someone latches onto something and they they feel personally so wound up about it, even if it has nothing to do with them. You know, that's like rich white women getting really wound up about what's happening to poor black women. That's great. But again, I think a lot of times everyone gets involved in shit. That's really not, you know, necessarily something happening to them. Oh, but they like everyone has a say now. Uh, and... The problem is, is no one's allowed to just speak their mind without fear of, of repercussion. That's scary too. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Does that sound well, right? That's it. Yeah, there's no such thing as a debate anymore, or to have an open conversation about things. Um, it doesn't happen anymore again because um, whether it is social media or not, who knows? It might be, well be social media, but whatever has happened in the last. You know, 10 years or so, the mark has been, you know, someone put an axe through the political spectrum and has separated them both and said, well, you're either here or there. Um, I, I yeah, there might, be a mental, there might be a mental illness. I mean, I would like to know really why, why I mean, people who believe conspiracy theories so badly want to believe them that they are prepared to believe no Anything. no i mean i mean like this i mean like again at, you're going to like a comedian i feel so bad for them if you if you search far and wide if you search far enough you're going to offend somebody somehow it doesn't have to be a particular group or a hot topic you know what i mean if you go far enough in your joke you're going to offend somebody again like i said a man who tripped on the sidewalk it's hilarious but at some point there's a man who may have tripped and he became disabled and he's mad at you, at the comedian. Uh, again, I know that's a stretch, but that's the problem, is when you just speak even something that you're passionate about or the truth, you, you can't do it because someone's going to cancel you and knock you back because you're, you're a terrible person. That's, that's not f- a free world of open discussion and freedom. That's being monitored and filtered. You know what I mean? So, and that's, that's, that's comedians right now. It's hard enough to be a comedian and make a joke. You can't make a joke about anything. Uh, it's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I'll... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I think I've been... Again, with, with comedy, right? You used to have so many different... Um, back in the 80s, right? You used to have so many different variations of humour. Right, you used to have a lot of people who would do a lot of different styles of comedy, whereas now it's more, um, it's now a more left, um, comedy or it's, um, or Seinfeld humor. I know that's sad. Seinfeld humor is probably about the safest, sort of, maybe not. It's usually just observational humor, (laughs) yeah. What's that's your, it. Yeah. yeah, observational humor is definitely there, and it's that's timeless as well. But, 
But no, I mean, like, but like, yeah, I mean, like, what about? I mean, uh, I would love to know why people who believe conspiracy theories want to believe it so much. I would just love to know what is it about them that they really want to believe that um, uh, this five G, what was it, five G, yeah, yeah, is going to give us COVID and or, and Bill Gates is going to put a chip in our brain. Oh yeah, Bill, Bill why Gates. Do they, why, why do they so want to believe that? He became the bad guy. He's he's. I don't know what happened. I mean, look, you read things. He's he and his wife. They give away billions and billions of their money trying to save the world, vaccinating. But yes, now. Now he's somehow the the devil and the antichrist. Hey, maybe he is. Maybe he is really uh, the kid from the Omen. It would be hilarious. But um, you know that kid was English. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I watched the Omen two last night and I loved it. And I forgot about that movie. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder who it is. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? We're probably about in that time. We're at the biblical apocalypse. You know. Um, and I think uh, I don't know who it is. I think it's going to be someone. You know, it, it could be you. I don't know. Someone's who knows. Yeah. Someone's the Antichrist, and I don't know who it is, but yeah, but he's coming. Well, yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> who, who knows? You know, I, I said this uh, to someone the other day about all this Trump business. Is that one day someone will, you know, watch what he's done and have a much more sinister um, and be a lot more smarter and will maybe become president and do a lot more terrible things. So that person might be the the omen kid. Who knows? Well that's it. That and that's how, you know, that's the whole how the Bible reads and how those those movies depict it is that it would be someone who comes up through politics and it would be someone who's obviously popular and charismatic because that's who the devil is. He doesn't come at you with horns and a pitchfork. He comes at you with a smile and a handshake. Everyone knows that. He's yeah, lovely. That's it. He's affable yeah. and likable. I think it could yeah. be. I think it could be you, Adam. I'm describing you. Yeah. I'm possibly describing you. Are. you. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, it's getting more and more eerie as you say. It's saying a worry. It. Did you go to military school? Did your parents die in a car accident? I'm concerned. <laughs> I need to know. I need to but, dig into your past. I don't yeah. know. Um, look, I was going to say again. I know this is stretch stretching, but I probably again we both probably watch too many movies. But again, art imitates life, and vice versa. But um, I was watching, so you know the, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the first one? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so at the end, and I've forgotten his name, I love him as an actor, uh, but the, the bad guy in it. Um, uh, is this the American version yeah, or yeah, the, the Swedish The American one? version, sorry. Um, I was thinking of that film the other day, just as a bit of a side, um, side thing, because I watched it in Bangkok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, when the film started, the um, the Thai National Anthem was played and everyone stood up. Oh, God. And I thought, well, maybe I need to do that. <laughs> so I stood up as well. Well, at, at, at the end of that movie, um, so the killer basically uh, is inviting him in to uh, to have a drink or to have a coffee or whatever. Why don't you come inside? Um, and essentially he, he, he could have escaped, but he went inside and sat down and had a drink, even though he knew he was the killer and was probably going to get stuck in there. And sure enough, he gets, he gets stuck in there at the end, you know, when he takes him down to the basement, um, and strings him mm -hmm. up and is about mm -hmm. to kill him. Mm -hmm. But he explains, he goes, you know, he said, you had the chance to run. Why didn't you? He goes, you know, it's interesting how we are as a society 
we're more afraid of hurting someone's feelings and being polite than than actually acting on our basic instincts, which is something that's usually we should that would serve us best. So essentially, he knew something was off. He knew it in his bones. He could feel it, and he should have he should have fucking run. But to be polite, because the killer offered him uh, a drink, uh, in order to not to offend, he went inside and ended up strung up in the basement, about to have his his guts spilled by a knife. I just think that is fascinating, and I believe that people are like that. Don't you think that's weird and scary? And then why we're at mm-hmm. where we're at sometimes? We're so afraid yeah. of hurting someone's feelings, we may even get ourselves into trouble. Isn't that a bit scary? Do you think that, or am I stretching? Um, uh, I don't mean. How does the phrase go? The path to hell is paved with, paved with good intentions. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we, we you know we. Yeah, we're all too worried about saying the wrong thing. The way we've all stopped stop worrying about not saying anything at all. Um, that's it, and, and that's, that's scary. Yeah, and that's scary, definitely. Well, that's what, um, essentially, like, um, I did a lot of, like, uh, reading and uh, watching after the, the, the race riots with after what happened to George Floyd. And it's the same thing with um, with racism. You know, all all white people need to talk about race. It's not a thing that's happening to other people. It, we're we're the ones doing it, and we're part of it. You know, we've all got to have that conversation. But it, we're all too um, worried about saying the saying talking about it or you know, saying the wrong thing to someone, so it gets avoided. And then these riots will occur again because we're not talking about it. In a in a in an adult way, um, you know, it's just um, it's, it's like all of these sort of things, really. But, no, I agree. That's it. That we're not talking about it in an adult way, and that's that's the thing. Everyone, you know, it's acting like children, and that you have to choose sides on the playground. And if you if you say something wrong, uh yeah, you're going to get cast out to the other side or, or you may just be alone on your own. And um, again, everyone's worried about not being popular and, you know, that's the worst. Oh my God, if I say the wrong thing and I'm not popular, that's why, again, Hollywood actors and actresses are the worst to listen to. I'm sorry. I, I know. One of them could be a Rhodes Scholar, maybe. Fucking, I doubt any of them are. But, you know, one of them could be a genius. But the point is, is they are also driven by a career which needs to maintain popularity. I'm sorry, because they need to book a next movie or they won't get a job. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't believe if, them as non-biased. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Oh, definitely not. You know, every interview they do, they're, they're just a salesman trying to sell you on, on them and what their next film will be so you can click, you know, like them more on YouTube or on Facebook and follow them on Instagram uh, you know, write back to them on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that's how how you use all those things. But <laughs> 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 like, even like with like TikTok now, it's like it's five second video. So they started doing all the like behind the scenes stuff, and they're just filming. You know, people sitting down or someone just saying hi. But that's enough just to uh, you know, keep this machine going. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, 
And I know we, we got off track a bit, but uh, talking about the social dilemma. So again, something that you think is, is just a pure and altruistic way for all humans to get together and, and chat and share information is really just uh, clickbait. And it's essentially the pokies machines in Las Vegas. All right. It's essentially the same as um, a slot machine. Right, you just keep hitting that button, yeah. and they'll find a way to entice you to keep hitting the button more. And whether you think you're feeding money into it just because something's free, everyone knows the minute there's a free app, it's 100% not free. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> That's exactly what free yeah. means. Yeah. You will you will pay one way or the other. You'll end up buying something, advertising, yeah. or someone will make money off you. Right? That's what the movie yeah. also or the documentary shows. You're the asset. Yeah. You're, you're for sale. You are for sale. Yeah. So, do you think yeah. there's any way out of this of us just um, um, pulling that arm down or hitting that button to keep pushing that button? But now you said yeah. you escaped it, and I want to know how you did that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, yeah, there is a way that we can escape it. Um, you delete the app. You don't. You just don't use it anymore. But Adam, how you um, know? How you know what's going on in the world? How do you function? I, I don't. I don't need to know that. You know. Bob's birthday was last week and, you know, <laughs> Jane has gone on a holiday somewhere and, you know, and, uh, you know, like Sam's, uh, you know, getting engaged and I'm, I'm just, you know, using general names here. You're a terrible person. You're terrible. I don't need to know that stuff. You're a terrible and, person. And you're it not, made me depressed. You're not yeah, keeping up with say, your friends. I have to say, it made me feel really, like, miserable looking at all that stuff because then I thought, oh, maybe my life's awful. But you know, it, it, I'm not the only person who thinks like that. I'm sure there's other people who feel like that, and it's you know we're all sucked into this social media world. We're all looking at it and thinking, my life's not best for Nez. And when the idea gets into your head, it's hard to get that idea out unless you are strong enough, mentally strong enough, to pull yourself out of the water and to cut yourself off. There's only two social medias I do still use. YouTube, and I, as I said before, I watch it mainly just to watch interviews or behind-the-scenes stuff of a film. And then the other thing I use is um, Reddit. Now, Reddit isn't as... Now, Reddit, I know as well, right, is, is also not that good. But it is better than some of the others. But I don't really... I only use Reddit for finding out what's happening in the world and sort of seeing what's going on, like the conversation of, you know, around what's going on. But also there's like a, I also use it as like a, there's also a group on there for like, the, like a subreddit on there for the football team that I support. And I use that probably for most. That's probably the only main reason I use Reddit is, to, is for that. And then for any movie updates, and that's pretty much it. And that's all the social media I have. I only have those two. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't have Instagram. I, I never use Instagram. I never use Twitter. Uh, I've never used um, Snapchat. I've never used TikTok. Um, I had a Facebook account. I do still have a Facebook account, but I, I've never. I've never. I haven't actually logged in. I think I've only logged in twice this year, and that was just to find pictures on there um and then uh over the last two years essentially since i decided to cut myself off 
I've only really logged in maybe three times or four times. Mm. And again, it was just to look at some pictures I have on there because they're, they're only stored on Facebook, so I've got to try and figure out a way to get them <laughs> off there. <laughs> they've, they've, they've hijacked your memories. Well, look, yeah. I'm, I'm a hypocrite because, uh, you know, I'm with you too, but I, I also use those same platforms to try to promote this podcast, which no one listens to. So <laughs> I, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard pace, my friend. But, uh, you know, this is like part but two, you actually. But you don't use the other stuff, do you? Like, how much, um, for your own personal use, like, what other social media now, do you use? Um, uh, Facebook, again, only because family is very connected to that, and, and everyone puts their photos on there, and... Look, this is like part two for us because we've talked about this before too a few years back. So both of us, I know, we're like we're like the sky is falling for real. We're running around, you know. And so that's why it's not a surprise to me. That's why I like catching up with you because this is not a surprise. But I'm still plugged into those because YouTube, I've got videos on there. And, and I still in YouTube, I used to feel, again, started out innocent. It was a place... How exciting you create content. Like I say, it was just my friend, uh, my good friend Jason and I, when we were kids, we had a VHS camera. We used to shoot, shoot stuff and edit it on the camera and then show our moms. And our moms would look at each other with a weird, strange look and look at us and laugh awkwardly. But, you know, that was our entire audience, our moms. <laughs> but the thought, of, the thought of making a video and then millions of people could see it, how exciting. And, but it, it started there, but it's ended up in a bad place because they're the same as the others in that you're for sale your clicks and your watching and your monetization is for sale and it makes them again a giant uh, uh now movie contender just like netflix and and other movie studios isn't that that's hard to believe in itself that youtube you know started like um the cobra kai and i love that show but it's amazing that uh you know 20 years ago if you were to say youtube's like a studio, a movie studio? I don't understand. I would have honestly said I don't understand. <laughs> what does that mean? How does that work? So, yeah, it's hard to unplug, but then also, yeah. if you like that media, you know, I've I've worked in TV or media production or video production up until now, but for most of my, my life, adult life. So when you're plugged into that part of it, it's hard to unplug because I still like, I like the idea of, of mass media, but for a positive way. But you're right, um, unplugging from it, is um, especially something like Facebook, like we've talked about, it turns, it turns good people bad, you know, even families. Someone puts up, I went on a holiday, and then someone goes, oh, where did they get the money to go there? And that's it. It turns to shit. You know what I'm saying? That's it starts it. off positive, and people can just naturally get jealous and nasty, and it's, it's a tough one. We're really fucked I would, up. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know how teenagers are handling it. Not well, not well. When I was, you know, when I was a kid, I'm, I'm, you know, when I was a kid, and I definitely would say when you were a kid, when things happen in school, you do like a stupid thing or you talk to the, you know, you, you, well, I went to an old boys school, but if you like, talk to someone and you said it's a dumb thing, um, it was left there in the playground and then you went on the bus home and you went back home and then the next day everyone had forgotten about it not now um, not or now. even if like you know if you went to a, you know like a, a boy and girl school you know you talk to the girl and then she says no or she's you say do something embarrassing it was forgotten but now it's not it's recorded immediately on the phone and it's there on the internet on facebook or other platforms forever that's it you know, imagine I know. Imagine yeah, that stress. I, Imagine the emotional mm. and mental stress just to go 
through all the angst of being a teenager and puberty and confusion and sexuality and school and, and, and mm. get good grades and go to college, you're going to die and make money. And then also, uh, everyone found out that you like this girl and, and you know, she wouldn't kiss you or something, or you actually like boys and the whole school knows. Mm. Yes, I cannot mm. imagine. I, I do feel like, um, it's again, it's like the social dilemma said, this is happening so fast as smart as we are, our primitive brains don't freaking evolve that quick. Again, people, I think people think we're smarter than we are. It has taken us thousands of years to evolve to be able to even fucking drive a car and figure out the atom. That did not happen overnight. That's been happening. Yeah. And then this is this is exponentially too too fast. That's what they said. They don't even know. They don't even know how to predict it. It's so fast in how this is working and affecting our brains and how we. How we are as just you know, we're really scary um, uh, apes running around, being <laughs> just you know driven and motivated by this primal thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how a teenager deals. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they yeah. are. I don't think they're dealing very well. I think no. they put a good a good face on, and some of them don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's what the guy in the. That's what they kind of, you know, at the end, they kind of asked, you know, what do you do with your kids and all your kids on social media? And a few of them, I, I think the guy, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think the guy who invented the, the like button or co-created the like button on Facebook said that he doesn't, his kids aren't on social media or, and there were others as well who were saying that, you know, they weren't going to put them on social media or they weren't going to give them a phone until, they were older and i think that's probably the right thing to do if i if i was had a child who was a teenager right now i'd say well you know you can't have a phone or you'd have a phone but it'd be very limited until you're until you're 18 until absolutely you're emotionally um mature absolutely to, to handle it yeah i mean really do they really need to know what's happening at school you're going to see them the next day I see these young kids with phones. I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? You were just at school. You'll be at school tomorrow. You'll find out. It's the fear of missing out is also a nasty one. Oh, man. Yeah. Like I say, you said you've unplugged. I don't know how because you're missing out on the party. Although it's a nasty it's a nasty party you're missing out on. So you're not missing, yeah. you're not missing um, much, but you're missing it. <laughs> I'm missing it, but I'm not really missing much, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, 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 I have my, you know, I... I not to promote it at all, but I use the Guardian all the time for my to get my news, and then I'll maybe use the BBC or SBS to get um with the SBS to mainly to also get like local news. Yeah. Um, and that's it for me in terms of news. But I don't need to know about every other. It's, it's also a, it's also a reflection of myself, where I'd say that I'm not very um. I'm not the most social person anyway, so <laughs> it does reflect very much for me, just being the way I, that I am. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's you know you're you're happy and productive in the world, and you're living life, and you feel good, and you're not feeling bad about yourself. You're not hung up and worried about things outside of you that you can't control. You cannot control what's happening in the U.S. You can't control a car accident or a bombing. You can find out about it and feel about it and. And then you have to live your own life. But the thing is, is yeah, it's probably best to unplug. It really is, and and wait till they're older because, yeah, you just don't need to know. Um, 
it's uh it's too much it's too much for young people let, let alone adults mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely yeah definitely yeah we, we're all and again with um with social media i think it's also made these these sort of tragedies close but also they are very far away and the closeness is um now, I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I'd say that the, the that closeness we all feel probably also lends into the idea that we can we want to fix all of the world's problems because all the world's problems are just on on the device that's right in front of us. That we don't there's no thinking that it's you know that it lives outside of the the phone or a laptop or a tablet or anything. Yeah. Look, I always say try to worry about about yourself first. Even again, I know this is this is a stretch, but if everyone's just worried about their their own family, uh, how they're raising their own kids, uh, and then and then your neighborhood, and then maybe maybe your town, maybe you're involved in the town <laughs> meeting, and then maybe your state. Just worry about the things you can, and then hope when it gets to a, a, a bigger part where everyone's communicating on a larger forum. Then you can all get together and discuss bigger issues. But you know what I mean? Just worry about <laughs> try to figure out your own life. Treat the guy next to you on the train. Treat him with respect, you know? The whole do unto others as you've had done unto you. I know it sounds religious, but it's a pretty good one. It's pretty basic. <laughs> just, just it's, tri- a golden, it's a golden rule. It's a thanks. golden rule. Just stick with that one. And, and that's how I am with people. As long as you're not hurting yourself, hurting others... Or persuading someone to hurt themselves or others, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that oversimplifying? Is that just start there? At least start with that. Yeah, it's a perfect um, perfect utopia, really. If we could all live like that. Yeah. Well. If we yeah. yeah, if we all didn't care so much about telling everyone how right and wrong they are, um, then yeah, we 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 would live in a better better society. Um, That's it. So did we did we fix anything? I don't know. Did, our, did we fix? Uh, did we, did we, no. No. We no. We, we really didn't. We oh, probably wow. made things worse. Oh well. We tried. <laughs> we tried. That's right. I still I still love these conversations. Um, thank you. We'll definitely have one again. I thank you for yeah, taking I, your time. Lo- yeah, I'd love to love to do it again. Um, we need we need to find a sponsor or something. <laughs> we need to find a way yeah. to get to get this yeah. out there and. And we got to get yeah. St- Stephen back on board. I know he's busy with with baby, but he's you know. busy with baby. Yeah. Yeah. And Danny. What about uh, and Danny? Yeah. Danny, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He live. He's living the Danny life. <laughs> I don't know what he's. Yeah. Doing. Who knows? Who knows? So he's a Lauren to himself. He is. He is. He's his own show. He's an enigma. <laughs> but um, and then we'll we'll have to do a puppet and hat reunion because um. Oh yeah, I, I like making you laugh. It cracks me up. Like a like a five year yeah. year anniversary yeah. or something. Jumbie can well, come. Po- yeah, yeah, Jumbie. Yeah, well, Jumbie will make me laugh because it's just yeah. so yeah. so politically incorrect. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just a voice. It's just a voice. <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> laugh. Oh, this wow. voice coming out like this six foot five American <laughs> guy it just made me laugh. Why is Jumbie? Why? <laughs> oh well. All right. I thank you for joining. We'll talk again yeah. soon. And um, just try and, you know, figure out your own life and and try to try to spread the good word of Adam, which is to unplug once in a while. 
unplug. Yeah. Put it down. All right. I'll be like um, I'll be like a social media Jesus. Yes. And I'll just see people on their phones and I'll just take it away from them and just bless them on the head and then Well, yeah. Don't, don't give the phone back. You better you better <laughs> might have to change your tact, but I like where your head's at and I like where yeah. your thinking is going. All right. <laughs> All right, enjoy and um, stay safe and uh, yep, and, and uh, sanitize your hands and don't sneeze on anyone and social distance and you'll be all good. right. All right, and we'll all be fine. We'll, we'll all be just fine. Do that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right, mate. All right. No I'll problem. talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, and that was the show. I don't know if we solved anything, but I love talking to Adam about that. He's always got a fascinating view. So join us again. We'll definitely be back. Uh, if you like us, please like us and share and listen. And um, hey, we'll be back next time for more. It might be a movie, it might be something political, it might be something talking about music, it could be anything. Whatever takes our fancy. All right, talk to you later. Bye.